the West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right. Good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, in the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. You've been missing for two weeks in action. I know. Very beautiful morning this morning, too. <laughs> it's foggy outside. I know. I like that. Oh. I like different mornings, though. I mean, it's not... It's different not... mornings? Well, yeah. Well, every morning I get up is a new morning, and that makes it a different morning. Well, I know that, I'm but... I'm going to be totally honest I know, but you. it's kind of cool to get up one morning and it be foggy, and then the next morning be sunny, and then the next morning, you know, maybe a little drizzle or something, you know. It's kind of nice keeping life interesting. Got you. While you're out touring the country, I was I'm, holding things down here. I know. And it was beautiful out there, too. <laughs> it was beautiful out there, too. There's a lot of country out there. Because, <laughs> you know, my son was telling me last night, I heard that they were going to make people mask up again or something. So I was like, it was actually really cool because there was a lot of people out there and they were, you know, just trying to get back on the life with just like everybody else. I'm going to get a mask for my truck. I'm going to put a one of those brawls on the front of it, then it'll have its own mask. <laughs> then it'll rub the paint off, and then you just can't take it off again. And that's what happened to me over the past year. My mask rubbed the paint off my face. It's terrible. Anyway, we'll see. Yep. I'm not, I'm not in charge of that. They should call and ask my opinion like people do about cars. Well, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how this all works out again. So I'm not looking forward to doing anything where we have to, yeah, anyway. All right, folks, talking auto repair today for sure. Give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Kevin's back. Um, Brendan's gone on vacation. Uh, But uh, uh, all good as we roll through summer. That's what happens. People go on vacation. They come back. They do do that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is. It is. Hopefully you enjoyed your vacation. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing for sure. Well, vacation's good. What are we talking about today? Oh, wow. Cars burning oil, man. Oh, yeah. Does this seem to be a problem these days? Here and there, huh? Well, there's a few manufacturers out there that seem to be having problems with it right now. Well, some of them for a while now, without question. But uh, we're talking about that. But like I said, if uh, anything automotive-related, you can give us a shout here. 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170 here on The Answer San Diego and Katie Praise. And you're tuned in to Auto Talk Radio, and we're talking about cars burning oil. You know what I noticed? I think I told you this the other day that either I'm getting older, or this printer keeps printing stuff in smaller print. Uh, your arms are getting shorter. Oh, my arms are getting shorter. That's what you just need longer print. arms, and you get it out there, and you be able to see the fine print. I knew it was something like that for sure. Um. But so anyway, what we're talking about, um, there there are several vehicles um, um, that uh, we've seen with issues. And one of the things uh, with this is not only do they burn oil a bit, but if you don't keep an eye on it between oil changes because they've been extended out so far by some of the manufacturers, the cars can actually run out of oil. Uh, You run a car low on oil too many times and you end up doing... uh, irreversible damage to the motor well i mean you could do it at the first time too you could if you go far enough yeah (laughs) if you go long enough and far enough uh cars do not like to be uh 
uh, uh, engines don't like to be run out of oil. See, that's another thing. If a car is slightly burning oil too, it's something that you don't notice. You don't see it. You don't. You don't really smell it. You don't see it on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there that keeps reminding you, hey, I need to keep checking my oil. There's no evidence. Yes. Until there's no oil. Yes. Then the evidence shows up. Yes. So, um, and this is a great thing to talk about. So, Audi's been struggling with this. Uh, uh, all, I mean, since like uh, 2010. Um, I don't know if they're getting better at it in the in these last couple of years, but uh, um They've had several vehicles along with Subaru. That's another vehicle that, that uh, they had issues uh, running. So the Audi's uh, vehicles, they were having trouble. And so, so was BMW. So BMW. Burning oil? Yeah. Audi's 2.0 liter was the, the one motor that they had a problem with. And the Hondas. Yeah, those two. I think they're worse than any of them ones you just mentioned. Well, they are now. So I, I think the reason they're worse, though, is because there's probably more Hondas on the road than there is them other cars on the road. I mean, let's face it, the Hyundai is the perfect car. I mean, it's an economical car. That's the perfect car that everybody buys that they can buy it, drive it for three years, and then get rid of it without costing them too much. You know what I mean? Correct. Well, and these were the motors that were having. So Audi's 2.0 liter, uh, BMW's uh, 3.0 liter. Oh, no, Audi's 2.0 and 3.0 liter, both of those. BMW's 4.8 liter and twin turbo, twin turbocharged 4.4 liter. Subaru's three six, two zero and two five. Every motor Subaru had <laughs> a burning problem with, I think. So, um, so these engines are found in Audis A three, A four, A five, A eight, and I'm sorry, A six and Q five, and BMW's five six and seven series used the motors they had a problem with, depending on the application and the X five. Uh, Subarus was the four-wheel Impreza Legacy and Outback lines, which isn't that all of their models? Pretty much. Uh, how, what other models do they have? I don't. I, you know what? I haven't looked at their their model line lately, but Subaru pretty much. Uh, you know the weird thing is Subaru's most of it is like uh, just upgraded anyways, because most of their cars are pretty much the same shape. Yeah, but the one car that most likely to burn oil out of all the most was the BMW 5 Series, equipped with the V8 engines. I wonder what they. Uh, this is another thing. What's the criteria of burning oil for them? I mean, I wonder how they put through the test. Is it a is it a month long test? It is a is it a hey we did it on a, a one it needed the oil change. I mean, I don't know how they do all those. T- you know what I mean? I don't know what their criteria is. Ninety eight percent of cars built between two thousand ten and fourteen uh, on the road needed to add oil between oil changes. And see, that makes me wonder, too, is when they're building a product, is it because the product changed, and then when they designed it, it was one way, and then after that, they realized they couldn't get it to put it in steel, and maybe that's why it's burning oil or whatever? Yeah, so these cars were having, well, these cars were having problems burning oil um, from the get. BMW and Subaru claim that this oil consumption is normal for their vehicles. However, uh, Consumer Reports did note the issue only tends to exaggerate, exuberate itself as the vehicle ages. The cumulative effect is added expense, maintenance, and headaches for the owner, which is true because you don't keep an eye on the oil. It can become a... Well, this is another thing you got to think about, too. Oil. How thin is oil these days? This survey is a bit old, but... Uh, yeah, but oil, motor oil is like thinner than water these days. So back in the day when you could have a smaller... The, the oil would seal the, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like somewhere we could get through and burn slightly. Correct. 
Well, how much is too much is the question, of course. And Audi, BMW, Subaru stick firm, firmly to the statement that oil consumption is a normal part of a car's operation. Although there's so many models out there that don't consume oil, obviously, in engines. Subaru considers a quart burned every 1,000 to 1,200 miles to be acceptable. Out, okay. See, I think so. Wait man- a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This this is where this gets really interesting. So you ha- you buy a new Subaru. Mm-hmm. We both know they hold like four point two quarts of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, their their motors do around that area. Some three five to four five. Let's just say four point five quarts. If it burns a quart every thousand miles, and the manual says you change the oil at seven thousand miles, you're out of you're, oil. You're going to be negative three quarts of oil by the time you get to the oil change. See, that's what I thought. Um, like 1990s Chevrolet said the same thing. It's it's con- it's it's okay that a car burns a quarter of oil a th- every thousand miles. That is typical. Yeah, that's what they said back in the day. I know, but if a driver has to add a quart of oil per month, that means adding up to seven and nine quarts of oil between oil changes. If you go by the manufacturer's recommend, once again, that's why we recommend five thousand miles uh, uh, on full synthetic. But if you you own a car that uh, and I guess I, the, what I would do is probably check the oil the first uh, five to 10,000 miles, uh, every 1,000 miles on a brand new car I got just to see if it's consuming oil, huh? <clears throat> that way you know. Mm-hmm. But how, how, would you like, how, how would you like to buy an X5 BMW that you, 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 uh, or, uh, or one of the V8 uh, 5 Series that, that you spent, you know, you know, $90,000 on. <laughs> That's you where got, I was going You got to carry oil around in your trunk to put into your $90,000 car. <laughs> That's what you don't tell your friends. <laughs> Interesting. I guess not. Because they would all be poking at you. You That's just not... spent that much money on a car, you got to keep adding oil to it. That's not cool at all, <laughs> man. I'd be very upset. Yeah. I didn't have to. My, my, that, my F-250 had 350,000 miles on it, and, and you, you know, in 4,000 miles, it used one quart of oil with that much mileage. Up until about 300,000 miles, it didn't even use a quarter of a quart, and then it started to, to eat a lot. Well, it, that's what it makes me wonder. Is it that we're going to such thin motor oils, I mean, it, it, that it can get by the rings, and it does, I mean, because it does lubricate no, good, but... The question is, does it seal as well, too? Well, I think what happens is they change processes because all the other manufacturers don't have this problem. So Good point. Th- sometimes they change things with uh, how they do the cylinder walls and they're imp- what, what they're impregnated with and that. And then I think the oil wiper rings don't, you know, the oil ring on the bottom of yeah, the yeah. piston, which every piston has to have some type of oil ring. And what that is is a scraper. What it does is scrapes the oil down off the walls and doesn't allow it to go past to the compression rings, which actually hold the compression. There's there's typically three rings on a uh, on 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 a piston, right? Which people we can go, which people probably don't know. Well, I mean, that could be dissected, but yes, you're right. No, basically, I, on yes. almost every automobile motor, gas engine, and diesel also. No, no, no I just meant like the oil ring section because it's always like this three. It, oh, three. three oh, you're, well, yeah. You know well, what I mean. That's why I said it's basically so scrapers. It's, yes, but it's like a. It is like a three ring system, but it can be before somebody says, "Hey, wait a minute." There's more than that. There, the oil ring system is like a a system in its system. It's kind of weird. The oil ring has typically three parts to it. Yes, what you're saying that that one. Ring, yeah. Yes, and then there is two compression rings. Usually. Yes. Some vehicles have three compression rings. I've seen before. So. I have even. Like, I mean, think about the old Briggs and Stratton motors and stuff, like an old lawnmower. You got no oil rings in there. You just well, have the two compression rings. Well, <laughs> those are two stroke. They burned oil. That well, was, I know. I'm just, <laughs> actually, those they were four stroke. 
Well, some oh, of them were. The oh. Lawn Boy ones were two strokes. I don't think they Lawn Boy. Is Lawn Boy even around anymore? <laughs> I don't know. But you had to add oil because they didn't have an oil reservoir, so you added oil in with the gasoline. That's yeah, what yeah. lubricated everything, right? Yeah. But even the newer ones, I don't. Some of them just have the two. Yeah. It's not a big deal if your Lawn Boy burns a little bit of oil, though, so, you know. Because yeah. I don't even know if they're going to make gas lawnmowers much longer because they're pushing the electric ones, which, I mean, honestly. I think it's kind of cool anyways, because you know how many times I went to cut the grass and realized I got to run up to the gas station for a buck of gas because my gas can's empty. As far as lawnmowers for for home use, electric or battery, that's a pretty great idea. Also, you don't have to bother your neighbor. It's quiet. I know. You know, you're not out there. That way, if you're out there at at 8 8 o'clock at night because you hadn't had time because your kid has baseball practice. Or or 8 o'clock at night. Or 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday when yeah. everybody wants to be. I mean, you could quietly cut your grass, and I, not a bad idea. I get it. The, I guess the only thing, I guess, if you are a commercial lawn mowing people. Well, see, that's different. Well, you know? but I guess they could make chargers there for when they load them on the trip. For the little lawnmowers, not well, the, the big Well, ones. especially with these cars today, they have inverters and, and, and stuff on them. You can plug stuff in anyway, so they could be charging batteries all day. But I, you gotta, I got to say, though, the guy that owns the company, he wouldn't. he'd have to buy a bunch of batteries, but he wouldn't have to have a you know the gas bill that he had with all the so and i do know like two-stroke lawnmowers especially with all the additives and stuff in them like the weed eaters and stuff the, the carburetors don't last very long on those with this additives and the you know so you're constantly replacing the carburetors on them anyway so it's like correct well back to oil rings so the job of the oil ring is to uh, scrape the cylinders walls to keep the the piston lubricated but also just enough but to push the rest of the oil back down and into the crankcase, right? That's what it does. Yes. So if that process is not working right, you can end up with all kinds of weird stuff going well, on. Well, that's the weird thing. Is the oil ring is normally really, really, really thin, so mm-hmm. they're easy to collapse. Well, it, yeah, they could. Yeah. So the question is, is, is it a problem with the product, or is the car running hot? Or what? I think it's a problem with the, that <laughs> design of that motor that somebody didn't get it right. Could be. But anyway. All right, folks, we're going to have to take our uh, first break here. Give us a call. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer eleven seventy and K Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back. Is everybody awake out there? One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. They're awake. They're just not ready to <laughs> footy pajamas. Hey, it's one of those morning. I I could have rolled back over and went back to sleep again this morning because you know when it's lightly when it's when it is like it is a cool morning like it is this morning. Oh, they're good mornings to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was up. A little fog. A little five o'clock this morning. <laughs> it was dark out still. So all good. And then it got light. Then it got light, and I could see. <laughs> Not really. It's still. I can see out the window. It's still very foggy. Yeah, That's me me cool, and Kevin huh? this morning were watching. They're putting a humongous crane up over here. These guys are working in the fog to do it. The guy on top can't see the guy on the bottom. 
<laughs> right, left, right. <laughs> yeah. By the radio, obviously. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, um, looks like a lot of pieces. That thing must be going to be a big building they're going to put over there. Skyscraper. Well, I know I saw the footprint of where it was, and I, I they had it all blocked off. You know, they put the fence around yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I thought, huh, guess they're going to build another building there. Because they're going to put all these all these towers are going to be all these people are going to be back to work again soon. Got to make more room for them. Well, I, I don't know. They said something about putting. They're going to lock some things down again. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I, I didn't get to read it myself. My son was telling me some of this stuff to, yesterday. Yeah, I don't want to start on that whole conversation. It's something I don't want to talk about. It's all good. All right, folks. I do want to remind you. Uh, give us a call. Like I said, uh, anything automotive related. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight eight eight. Three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related. Um, I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission at twenty two hundred Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for over twenty eight years, taking care of folks up in North County. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at eight forty four North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified, uh, taking care of folks out there in East County for over eight years. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, and uh, right in central uh, San Diego over there, taking care of folks, uh, AAA approved smog certified also, but taking care of folks uh, over there for over four years. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, our newest location for two years, right here in the Golden Triangle, uh, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified, uh, taking care of folks over there, like I said, for a couple years now. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me, myself, my employees, and everybody come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. Uh, we believe in the same philosophy. That is, we never put money ahead of people, treat everybody like family, would never recommend a service repair on your vehicle um, that we wouldn't recommend on our own family member's vehicle, or our own, for that matter. Uh, when I talk about service and how, like, servicing transmissions and that, uh, that's stuff I truly believe in because I do it to my vehicles, and that's what makes them last so long. Um, all of us, uh, uh, stop in to have, you stop in to have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about for sure. Uh, all my, I have, um, we're an amazing group of people working with me and, uh, uh, I enjoy every day seeing and talking to all of them. Uh, they just do an amazing job. Uh, the West Automotive Group also offers six months no interest for your vehicle service repair needs. If you're a new customer, old customer, doesn't matter. Just ask one of your advisors. They'll help you get you all signed up for that. That's a great program because uh, you can use it anytime you need repairs. Six months, no interest. It gives you some time to pay it off. Don't have to put it on your other credit cards, etc. Uh, also, take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. If you think you have a transmission concern, we see way too many vehicles misdiagnosed at other facilities. Get the vehicle in. Let's get it diagnosed properly. Um, we offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low cost rental vehicles from all four of our locations. Also, uh, we're here to help you out. However, we can, uh, go to westautomotivegroup.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We send out little tips continuously weekly. Um, and, uh, you can grab them from there. Uh, you can go right from there and, and sign up. You can also uh, see what we're all about off the westautomotivegroup.com and you can make appointments get phone numbers to locations, anything you need right there on the website. So check it out, westautomotivegroup.com. You can also uh, check out my Auto Man segments where I'm the Auto Man for the CW and uh, Fox 5. Uh, from there, you can uh, go and look at all those. That takes you right to our YouTube channel. Just click on Auto Man off of uh, westautomotivegroup.com. 
and it'll take you right there. Also, Auto Talk Radio segments. There's an Auto Talk page, and afterwards, all the uh, segments are posted on the uh, on on the uh, um, page there. So you can get those from there. You can also get them. Podcasts are available uh, at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and TuneIn. Every place you can find a podcast, you can find the Auto Talk Radio. Uh, just go to the Answer San Diego 1170, and then from there you can click on Auto Talk, and there you go, podcast. Uh, if you need to email us for any reason or have anything, uh, suggestions for the show, etc., Auto Talk at WestAutomotiveGroup.com. That's Auto Talk at WestAutomotiveGroup.com. Um, but this morning, one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We're happy to chat with you about anything automotive related. If you're up and about talking about it this morning, we are talking about vehicles that burn more oil than they probably should. Right, Kevin? It was just the way he stated it. It was I, I, me personally. I don't think they should burn any. I don't either. <laughs> but I'm there's conflicting information here. Apparently, engineers feel different, especially if you work at a company that has one of those cars that burns oil. <laughs> well, I'm sure they do, but I'm not the one that built the car, neither. I'd probably have excuses, too, if I was the one that built it. <laughs> I'm wondering if if I was talking to one of the engineers about one of these cars that works there, and I said if they can actually say with a straight face, we, we do believe our car should burn a quart of oil every thousand miles. You know what would be really cool? He's gonna say it with a straight face because the fact of the matter is he, this is all pen, this is all pencil and paper to him. This isn't actually putting your hands on something because things change. I mean, every, every, when it looks good on pencil and paper, it may not real, work in the real world. So that's one of those deals. So when they when they estimate what it costs to maintain this vehicle, do they add in the seven quarts of oil you need from one oil change to another with the price of it? Because these vehicles, number one, they're turbocharged. Etc. That they all require specific synthetic oils, oh, yeah, yeah, which are not cheap. Well, and the turbos are horrible. You know, the seal pulling a little bit through the seal, and this. this I mean, even if the seal's good, you can pull oil through the turbo seal. There's you know plenty I mean? of turbocharged cars that do not consume oil. I know, I'm just saying. I drive one of them. It just makes it worse when it's turbo. It's another. It's another place that it can leak. Though is all I'm saying. Oh, I agree without question. And it, this can become extremely expensive over time. There's no question. Uh, when, and like I said, my biggest concern with this is, not, well, consuming the oil is one thing, but that amount of consumption, catalytic converters, it, it will be detrimental to the lifetime of them. Well, it's going to coat the Over- O2 sensors too, so it won't a, get, the fuel mileage will be, the fuel mileage will be slow, um, you know, response time. Correct. What else, you know, when you're putting oil down to there. Well, all those things turn into expensive repairs later is and- my my. Because that motor does not complete. If you're consuming a quart every thousand miles, it's not burning. Oil. And it's also on the exhaust valves. Yeah, I mean you, that's a lot of carbon on the exhaust valves when it's because correct. Yeah, a lot so. of buildup. All right, let's go to Pat in San Diego. Good morning. Good morning, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself? I oh, doing great. I sure appreciate you guys taking my call. No problem. Um, what you got going on? Well, I have a '96 Dodge Caravan, and it shakes violently. Uh, from about 45 miles an hour to 55 miles an hour. Hmm. And it goes away as soon as I take my foot off the accelerator, it goes away. Okay. Um, so if you get, if you're in that 45 to 55 and you take your foot off the accelerator and just coast, uh, does it go away also? Yes. Okay. So, and, and it's like when you're accelerating up through 
that 45 to 55 is you get the vibration, basically. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. What do you think, Kevin? Sounds like an axle to me. But I would still look at it. But I would, uh, if it's a caravan, I mean, the front wheel's got to come off the ground. And then you run it on the rack, and we'd be able to see the inconsistency in the in the, especially if it's because I've seen them axles go bad, and and I if I if I if I'm feeling this if I'm thinking I'm feeling the same thing that you're feeling, I would think that violent thing is that axle moving around a lot in there, and that's what you get that that's Correct. where you get that. Have, have you had anybody take a look at the vehicle at all? Uh, actually, I have. And and what what did they, what have you been told? Uh, that was their guess. It was the axle, but they wanted me to get a second opinion, and they just couldn't say for sure that that's what it was. Gotcha. Yeah, so most other things, um, we you can actually visually usually see it, and we put somebody up on, on driving on, on the hoist, you know, or sometimes we'll put them on our, one of our high-performance dynos because it's the driving axles. We can run them, and, and you can actually get underneath the car, and, and one guy can drive. See, we strap them down, obviously, so we don't run over any employees. Um, <laughs> the, the worker's cop goes up if you keep running over employees for some reason. I don't know why. but uh, um, And then we can actually verify it. But we see a lot of those axles over time. How many miles are on this caravan also? Uh, I think about 160-something. Okay. Hey, what, what year caravan is that again? It's a 96. You know what else I'd look at that thing? You know what else was bad on the caravans back then? The motor mounts. Yeah. Because the motor mounts would let the motor move out of uh, like out of alignment, and then the axle would get a vibration because it wasn't turning right in its housing, if, if that makes any sense to you. Correct. So if any of those mounts are collapsed, I was thinking that too when you were talking about the axle. If any of those mounts are collapsed on that van, we've seen that also before, and it puts that axle at a weird torque angle during certain speeds, and therefore the axle, it I, it that's you get that vibration from it but what it is is the alignment of the engine and the axles is not perfect does that make sense that sounds like an expensive job well that mounts aren't too bad on that actually but i'm going to also tell fair warning on this there's a lot of offshore mounts made for that thing and if you put those in that van you get a ton of engine vibration <laughs> all the time it could I, be the same thing again yeah it could yeah has the mounts ever been replaced on the van the engine uh, mounts not to uh, I don't know, to be honest. I've only okay. had it for a year. Gotcha. Well, so here's what I do. Um, you need need to uh, obviously pin down what, what is causing this, but those are the two most likely things on that. But I would not go throwing parts at it for sure. Um, the mounts uh, can be inspected very easily and figure out if they have any issues. It's like a couple that, hundred bucks to have somebody inspect it. I mean, at least you would that. Well, nah, that's what I'm saying. Nah. I'm just saying at least you know where you're at then. Yeah, well, and that so the other part is, yeah, then figuring out, you know, is it an axle or is it, do we have collapsed mounts or what? what's going on? So um, one, one, one of those two are probably going to be your culprit, though, to be honest with you. Hey, guys, I really appreciate your time today and keep up the good work. Not a problem. Thanks for listening. If we can help you out in any of our locations, just give us a shout. We'd be happy to give you that second opinion. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You got it, my friend. Have an amazing day. Be safe out there this weekend. You remember back in it was I think it was like the late eight because I think the caravan came out in the early it was either like eighty three eighty four nineteen eighty four okay so or was, no your your father bought the first year caravan it was eighty four or eighty five he'll be texting in a minute I, I know, guarantee but, he's gonna I, the I thing think it's eighty five do you remember back then when the motor mounts would go bad I remember some of them shooting the axle out of the car. Or even because well, the went, engine so, would twist so much, it'd pull the axle yeah. out of the car. Yeah, and then the car stopped moving, of course. Well, that's kind of, I was wondering if uh, it hit the speed he was going, if the motor was lifting on him or something. I don't know. That's what I was saying. You know what? Spend a little money, had it diagnosed. Um, that, 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 I mean, because 
what if it's a, what if it's only a couple hundred dollar repair? You know, you're right. still you're head, money ahead, and if if it's a too much of a repair, at least you're money ahead and you didn't start doing the repair. And you know what I mean? Correct, correct. So either way, you kind of win when you kind of you know figure out exactly what's going on there. Exactly. All right, folks, we're gonna have to take our last break here real quick. Give us a call eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Steve Hang Ty, we'll talk about your question, and Arnold will get you shortly. Everybody hang in there. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego 1170 and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, in the house with me as my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock, who returned from his cross-country adventures. Yes. Did you see anything neat? I, you know what? You know the one thing I've never had happen to me when I was driving. I, I was going through Arkansas, and a black bear. Stumbled, he was a baby. I mean, not like a baby. He was a. How about this? He was a youth. <laughs> he stumbled out into the highway. Who? A black oh, bear. A black bear. Oh. And then he like looked at me like, "What the?" <laughs> then he was like, took off back into the woods again. Right, yeah, you slowed down. Apparently, were you on a two lane road? You weren't on a four lane highway. I was on a four lane highway. But when you get back to like Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and stuff well, like that, don't... you can't see the other side. Correct. There's because trees they have in between. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. He was just going from one side to the other. Yeah, but it was funny because the way he stumbled out of there, it was like he looked around like, what the? <laughs> Somebody put a road in the middle of my forest. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? It's not, that's not nice. All right. Uh, folks, I uh, do want to uh, let you know that the show is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate, you know, Interstate batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other batteries at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. Interstate is the highest quality battery, and it is the technician's most recommended battery, not only nationwide, but worldwide. So for automotive technicians, they are the highest quality batteries. If you need a battery for one of your vehicles, hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com and get in. We'll get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, check them out at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or La Mesa at 70th and University. We get all our batteries for everything, battery backups for for our uh, server room, all that stuff. We I buy them all from Interstate. They are the highest quality batteries out there. So hit them up, Interstate Battery, battery for every need. Okay, a couple things here. First off, I knew he would text. Thanks, Pops. The van that he bought was an 84 that was the first year for the Dodge Caravan. Uh, uh, ordered that van, he said, in November of 83, and they delivered it in February of 84. It was a four-cylinder it was a stick shift. I remember this. It was a it was a two two or two five liter two. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and it was a stick shift. Yeah, yeah, five speed. Was, yeah, five speed uh, Dodge Caravan. That's when that's when five speeds were still uh, normal. I mean, a lot of people were. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people still buying a lot of standards. Well, he kept of- that van for a long time. Then he gave it to Jeff or sold it to Jeff. Yes. I don't know which. And then it caught on fire and it burned to the ground yes. in the driveway. The Jeff. starter did. It yeah, had electrical it fire. Shorted, yeah. yeah. Jeff, Jeff had to push it back so it didn't catch the garage Dude, on that fire. That van so. had so many miles. <laughs> I'm sure that thing was burning some oil. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I don't know. The old man took care of that van, though. At least it was very clean, but it did have a ton of miles on it. So yeah, very interesting. I think that's when Jeff had kids, and he yeah, they were young, and so they were using a van as a as a mommy car, right? Mommy car. And so Steve, uh, a longtime listener and great customer of ours, uh, uh, shot me an email. He said, uh, "If those high end BMWs burn oil." Would it make sense to just use high mileage formulated oil such as mobile super high mileage um, after the first oil change? It would, but they still burn the same amount of oil. Okay, so this is one thing I've never actually done is it's tried to figure out what the difference is in the super high mileage fluid. And I'm sure it's additives. It is additives. Um, yeah, so that's really not to prevent oil burning. It's more for additives for bearings and 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 things like that. I. I, I don't I haven't seen any claims by them that high mileage oil prevents oil consumption. Well, that's because I say the only thing I could think of is if it if it if it if it did like the like the valve seals or something like if it if it, it if could it have stuff in it that reju- chemically rejuvenates that you know yes that, you know, no, what what is that uh, like putting uh, transmission stuff in. Stop leak into things yeah. or something yeah yeah but it only lasts Wait. for like a month because then the then the rubber loses that. Chemical, yeah, I don't change. Th- I don't. I doubt that there. There's a lot of chemicals like that. I was just, I, I mean, yeah, but I was just. Want, I didn't could think there a, was, but I was just asking. Could be something that helps to try to. Re- I don't know what they put in that. I have no idea. Who knows? But my point is, is I've never seen a claim that helps re, uh, uh, reduce a lot of oil consumption. Well, see, and that's another thing because you remember back the products like STP and all that stuff back in the day. You can't run that stuff in newer models because that stuff's so thick that these newer model cars are almost running oil. You know, thinner than mo- and than water. Yeah, and see, that was the thing with it. I don't know if anybody in what Kevin's talking about the STP engine oil. I don't. If you ever opened a can of that, it looked like syrup. I think it was it thicker. Came, it like, was. Bleh, yeah, it did. And people would put it in their engines, and I, oh, this is the engine oil treatment. No, that's engine oil thickener. Is what it was. <laughs> yeah, it, <did. laughs> it was very interesting. Um, and that would help. But then again, if you thicken something up, you get less consumption. So, yes. but but the flow rates on oil were not that important. The tolerances were a lot see that's, looser. That's why I was wondering about the new motors being built. They're trying to use the same ring a- action as they were back. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that you got to change a lot of this stuff when you go to water. That that oil is just thin, man. Well, we see some of these motors that they've done things like silicone impregnated the uh, the cylinder walls, and they have to ha- go through a special honing process to rebuild. I mean, there's all all the they're always engineering something new. And I got to be honest with you, they come up with some amazing things. You engineers out there, amazing people for sure. But then again, sometimes they swing and miss, and you end up with an oil consumption problem like this or something like that. These things are happen. A lot of this on different models gets fixed and then somebody comes up with something else and it starts happening on another model or whatever. So just, just a high note about that for sure. Uh, let's uh, grab uh, Arnold real quick. He's got a Lexus concern. Good morning, Arnold. Good morning. How are you this morning, sir? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, Lexus, uh, three thirty two thousand five. 2005. Okay. In the console, uh, there's a, like a, a little, um, rattle. It's not a lot of rattle, but it's like a vibration. When it's in gear, it doesn't appear to be the uh, a fan because mm-hmm. I, we took it out and replaced the uh, cabin filter. Um, but uh, when it's in gear, it gives a sort of a intermittent um, kind of a, a vibration. And this is in the da- like the dash of the car. Yeah, it okay. is. Okay. So uh, I thought, well, could it be the transmission? Um, mm. 
when, I, when it goes into neutral, the the sound goes away, and then it's intermittent when it's in when it's in drive. Okay. How many and miles? Is, how many miles are on the car? Uh, about 114. Okay, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Um, well, well maintained car. Okay. Okay. Has a couple. I have a couple questions. Has anybody done any dash work on this car ever? Has it ever been something that had to even under warranty, et cetera, where where something was taken apart in the dash? No, okay. other than just replace the cabin filter. Okay, that that's not. Yeah, that's not that intrusive. Um, how how uh, how long has this been going on? Well, it started when we parked the car outside for the first time uh, because of some other. You know, we had to use the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been about um, three months. Okay, so this is relatively a new concern then. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, there, Car, the car's been really, uh, you know, very. Lex is an amazing car. I put. I tell people all the time. If you want to, uh, I think they're a better luxury car than than some of the German cars for sure. Um, and reliable, way more reliable for sure. So yeah, no, I. Um, I it's very interesting. I don't know now something. Depending on it, without hearing it exactly, it can be a little difficult. But, um, and it only happens when in gear. Well, so we could be getting a slight amount of engine vibration into the chassis that is causing something to to that is possibly uh, you could get one or two dash screws that have backed out a bit, and and your thumb's vibrating. Anything's possible like that. Kevin's raising his hand, so I'm going to let him say something. The problem with the noise like that until we until you actually hear the noise, and then what what corner is it coming from? Some of those noises too. You just got to start taking things apart. Just to, to yeah. get down there and put your eyes on it. Sometimes we have found that, like, you know, one or two screws holding a certain area of the dash maybe went during assembly, didn't get torqued all the way they should, and now over 100,000 miles they backed out a little more, so it's allowing something to vibrate. It's that, that, you, you definitely could have a, diff, a little bit of a difficult one there as far as uh, without uh, actually, you know, putting hands on it and starting to listen and figure out what's doing it. But not a tra- not the transmission. I mean, no, it's, well, no. I t- it's probably well, not an engine or transmission running problem, unless the noise is actually coming from there. But you're telling me it's like from the dash, and you feel the vibrations in the dash, and there's the noise is in the dash, correct? Yeah. Well, we hear it. We don't feel it. Okay. And it's right. It's coming right from the center console. Yeah. See that, that the transmission. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. I mean, unless, yeah, yeah, use, yeah, and usually it doesn't radiate up like that. That wouldn't be right. normal. I, I, I would start to think something's loose in the dash is what probably. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Well, better than a transmission, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it could be, should be able to be tracked down and uh, 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 yeah. fixed, but it's probably something like that, to be honest uh, I'll, with you. I'll bring it by. Let us know. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful, safe weekend. Thank you. You too. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a great call because, you know, it's one of those kind of weird things. I love those things. I, I know you don't. Sometimes like, here, Kevin, figure this out. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. And good. do it quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got two hours. Make it happen. Um, let's grab Eric in Point Loma. Good morning, Eric. Hi. Uh, I've got a problem I've had with lots of different cars. Uh, it seems like the Honda is the worst of all. This is a Honda Odyssey, mm-hmm. and it's a 2004. And our problem is it's a delivery van. And the Fords always went into overdrive. Well, if you're going from one side of Point Loma delivering flowers to the other mm-hmm. and up Mission Hills and all, all that stuff, 
uh, it, it lugs the heck out of a car. And they all, the Honda's the worst. It sh- upshifts around 1,500 RPMs. Yeah. You're not in the power band at all. And it'll get up in fifth gear at 35 miles an hour. I, I know they want to have good gas mileage, but there's no horsepower. You know, the, yeah. it has plenty of more excessive horsepower, but it's hard on plugs and hard on everything. It is. What year, uh, what, what year Odyssey are we talking about? Uh, 2004. It's uh, gotcha. It's after the update on the transmission. Gotcha. gotcha. VIN number is so. So, well, is there any way of resetting where you're within the power band at all? That's no. a that's computer programming because yeah. they program in that like that to get better fuel mileage so that they pass under admissions and they can sell it to you at a fir- certain fuel mileage. Yeah, well, here and yeah. here, here's the key. This is also why we have eight-speed transmissions now, Be- and I'll yeah. tell you why. Because they stack shift them, so you don't drop out of. That's why they've changed and engineered to that. So, like, um, you know, my the the 2020 Ford Ranger I have, it it, it it's a it's an eight-speed in that one, isn't it, Kevin? It, I, no, it's a ten-speed. I, I, I lose it, track because that, that keep thing adding. shifts. Conti- I mean, bing, bing, and mm-hmm. you can barely feel it, but it does that. Um, so the gear ratios are so close it, that it stays in a power band all the time. Yeah, that way you only go out. Oh wow! So that would be great. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay, so there's nothing. That, it is what it is, huh? Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I some cars out there you can change the programming in, but Honda Odysseys—they never made a, a, a scanner you could change programming like that in it. So it's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, at least the Ford, I could yell at the driver and say, "Keep it out of overdrive." For exactly. God's sake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. With summer coming on, it's always miserable. <laughs> And they want to run the air conditioner, you know, and point oh. low. And, you know, <laughs> They're lugging everything down. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and then they complain it won't run, and I jump on the freeway, put it in the second gear, and blow it out, and it runs like a champ, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just one, one of those things that's one, one of those those vehicles for sure. Uh, okay, well, thank you very much. No problem. You're Thanks welcome. for the call. Have a great weekend, Eric. Uh, bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Be safe, everybody out there, for sure. Yeah, anyway, that's a good question too. I know. No reprogramming on that. No, no, and and you can't change it like like like, uh, um, you know, we used to do shift recalibration, like pressure, well, shift recalibration on like trucks, like my F two fifty. You know, which changes all that. And uh, but I don't. Well, Honda doesn't have a shift recalibration, do we? Not for that. I mean, they do. And, and you to get to the valve body of that bad boy, you got to take the tranny out. To yes, get because parts. it's an aluminum housing. There's no side pan. There's no so valve. Yeah, that was the only thing about Honda. You want to make sure everything's good and clean because if one piece of metal went in there and it stuck the valve, guess what? It's coming back out again. Yeah, and actually, yeah, no, no kidding. And, and that, that be with even if you buy a unit from somebody, you're putting it. If you're putting that in your Honda, you better make sure everything's good and clean, or you're going to have issues when it's done. That's why we use the hot flush to clean the coolers. Oh yes, and it does a that's, beautiful job. Yes, it does. Um, the uh, yeah, I was just going to say that that trans too. Even 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 the redesign one, like you said. It still well, failed a lot. I, I want to say not, probably that is, that, well, I would say that's not my favorite tranny, but it is kind of my favorite. The, the mid nineties all the way to probably two thousand ten. Now, I, this is the thing: I, you don't see Odysseys on the road like you used to because obviously, you know that 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 was the that was the family funster for there. Do they for even a while. make an Odyssey? Yes, anymore? they do, but it's very it's like the caravan. It's very expensive. 
Oh. And it's very so you do see caravans on the road every once in a while, but you know you you don't buy one of those cars anymore unless you're serious about. So they're so, in Volkswagen's van. Yes, is is a is caravan. A, it's a Dodge caravan. Yes, that's right. They just With put their emblems on it, slap different stickers yep. on it, call it a VW. Volkswagen's done that on a few vehicles. Well, you know what? That reminds me of the '80s and the '90s. They, they, a lot of the manufacturers did that back in the day. You remember? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they all they all owned all these different companies too. Isuzu, you know, General Motors owned Isuzu, and Ford owned well, Mazda. A, and, and a Volkswagen Touareg is a Porsche. What? Isn't it the Touareg that's a Porsche, also a Porsche? Uh, yeah, but that makes low-end Porsche. That makes more sense though, because VW Porsche Audi, true, it's the same company. You know what I mean? So, but even General Motors and them guys did it back. They were trying experiments. I mean, Ford tried it. They were trying to do their use their, you know, their. Well, Mazda never actually made a truck. It was a Ford Ranger. Remember? Okay, but but I mean, they well, still no, use no, the. No, I shouldn't say that. Mazda's B B two thousand twenty five. Though the, the original ones were Mazdas, and then they started in to. Uh, uh, just buying Ford Rangers and putting it in probably the 90s, I think it was. Because wasn't it the Isuzu that made the first little truck? And that's where Chevrolet got the Chevrolet. The Isuzu Pup. Yep. And that because Isuzu was already making, they were using it in the different parts of the world, but they, they tried it here underneath Chevrolet's emblem, and it actually sold well. A lot of people liked that little pickup truck. Of course, yep. then Toyota kind of munched or took over that. You know what I mean? So I get you. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this I don't car- remember what year it was, but anyway. But, well, let's see. So I don't know when in the – no. Toyota was probably the first little pickup truck, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. There's some really old Toyota. I know there around. is. That's why I was trying to remember if it was the Chevy – the Isuzu or the Toyota that did it first. I, I think it's Toyota. I Both of those guys came out with a truck back then, though. So, And then, of course, remember – the, the the late eighties early nineties then the they went to the Nissan hard body thing that was when Nissan first came out with their first little truck and actually that was a good little truck you I'm not know, I'm yeah, not a, so I don't it it I I between the three of them Isuzu Nissan or Toyota I don't know who it was made the first little pickup truck I really actually that have been a Datsun back in the day you remember when they changed the name Datsun Nissan oh yeah. yeah you don't even think about that anymore so I bet Datsun was probably the first one. Uh, so you don't because you don't even think about dots anymore. I don't even know. Yeah, huh? Interesting. Yeah, we've been around a long time. So have cars, apparently. Yep. Yeah. Well, didn't we have a conversation the other day and we figured out that nineteen oh two, nineteen oh three, maybe it's still pretty. They had cars before that, but mass production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well. That was the Model A. Yeah, for Ford was the first one. That was like there. that was like when anybody could go buy a car, kind of error. You know what I mean? Oh no, that was the very beginning. Yeah, uh, not, yeah, of, of Ford's first. Yeah, Model A's nineteen oh three. I don't. Yeah, whatever. Because they were know. talking about having motorcycles and stuff back in the eighteen hundreds and stuff of like course, that. Of course, yeah. But that yeah. that was basically they, you build it in your garage, kind of. They had <laughs> horses too. <laughs> Hence, where the horsepower comes from. So. <laughs> All good, all good. Horses with big hooves. All right, yeah. So we were talking about oil consumption here and quite a few things. Um, I guess the key to this is there. There's been a couple class action suits. There was one against Audi. Uh, they extended their powertrain warranties, um, to eight years, eighty thousand miles. Uh, that yeah. So I mean, if you you just need to know if the vehicle's consuming. I do not feel that it's. 
a vehicle should consume a quarter oil. Now, if you got a vehicle that's over 300,000 miles, yeah, something's going to start to consume a little oil. Well, yeah, because your rings are going to start, yeah. you know. But, but the first 100,000 miles of a vehicle's life, it really shouldn't consume oil. It really should not. Mm. <laughs> that, that you can cause a vehicle to start consuming more oil, overheat it. Yeah. You collapse oil rings, they start to consume oil, yes. things like that. So that's why it's imperative to service, treat your vehicle properly, keep it serviced. And the better you keep it serviced, the cleaner you keep the engine and all that, the less chance you have of this happening. See, that makes me wonder. That's when it makes me wonder if, do they really have a problem with the oil rings? Or do they have a problem with the cars? I mean, yeah, the gauge looks good. Oh, it not, doesn't really overheat, but it runs hotter than it should run. I'm not saying it's a problem with the oil wings. What I'm saying it's a problem with that that something in the design of this car, that engine specifically, whichever engine it is that's consuming a, a quart of oil and when it's brand new, Too something much. went wrong somewhere. Well, especially the price of oil these days. Yeah. <laughs> that is an engineer's job to figure out what went wrong. It's not my job. They're already figuring out the new model year. They're not... <laughs> Well, hopefully they're going to change that. Figure well, out. Well, I mean, it is what it is. So anyway, but they do change power plants. They do change power plants, and uh, they change things in power plants, and they correct things after a while. So whether, whether they want to admit it or not, I, I do think that they think too. A thousand, uh, uh, um, um, uh, a cord every thousand uh, miles is just too much. Well, they say that because that's what they can get away with saying. Well, correct. Absolutely, without question. So, so one of those things for yes. sure. But all right, hey, uh, I gotta say something. Go I, got, I got a motor that doesn't burn oil right now, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> How many miles are on it? Like 160. <laughs> and the the four by four S10 you're driving? Yes. What year is that truck? Uh, 2003. Okay, it's a good year. 2003, 2004 was the last year of the S10. Yeah. Gotcha. Was it really? That was it. Well, then they went to the Colorado. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, they, they changed, changed it right name. in there somewhere. Yeah, changed the name. Changed the name. Now they have a little four-cylinder diesel on. Oh, dude. All, that, all of them. Yeah, they're all going to turbo diesels and yep. twin right. turbos. and Folks, we're going to have to wind this down. Hey, we appreciate you joining us here at Auto Talk Radio on this uh, last day in July of 2021. Um we need everybody out there to keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Get your hoopty out this weekend. It's probably once this fog burns off in San Diego, it'll be beautiful. Um, but uh, get out and do what you want to do and and uh, and uh, keep uh, keep moving forward. Right, Kevin? Exactly. That's what you got to do. Yep. Be safe. Enjoy the summer. All that kind of Try stuff. Try to keep the rubber down, though, so you can keep them on Mosey again. Yeah, keep in the, your hoopty. In your hoopty. <laughs> keep the rubber down. Rubber down and the shiny side up, as they do say. Um, we appreciate y'all joining us, getting up this morning, listening to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate everybody that called in. We always love to answer your questions. Check us out at westautomotivegroup.com if we can help you out in any other way, or just email us at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, we're here to help you automotive-wise. Uh, you've been listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 and Cape Rays. Until next Saturday, this has been Auto Talk Radio.
for answers to all your automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk.